0: This podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back to From Crime to Crime.
0: Hey buddy, how's it going?
1: Are you are you okay? Have you recovered?
0: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> right as we hit record, I like totally out of joking.
1: Yeah, Erica had a complete, like, choke fest right as we hit record, so.
0: Well, what happened was I took a sip of my coffee real quick before we recorded, and then it just, like, totally went down the wrong pipe, and I almost died.
1: And it almost killed you.
0: Yeah, but we're good. It's all good now. Hopefully it went straight into my bloodstream.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's good. it is right where that goes, no doubt.
0: Yeah, well, where else would it go, the wrong pipe? Oh, I guess it goes in your lungs, probably. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you aspirated it. Right. It's going back into your blood anyway, so.
0: Or as we call it, Grammed it.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you breathe it in and yeah. of swallow it.
0: So this week's episode, guys, we're going to do a what the hell's going on episode because Grant is ditching us and going to Hawaii, the lucky bastard.
1: Aloha. Melokaliki Maka.
0: Yeah, so we had to get an extra episode in this week so that we don't miss one while he's gone. So you guys will never know
1: that he was gone. So I guess I didn't have to tell you, but. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a secret, but if now they're gonna flock to Hawaii to see me. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's what's gonna <laughs> they happen. They know where we're going. They don't even know what island you're going to. Well, don't track our our flight, okay? We're not Elon Musk. I didn't get any laugh out of you, like nothing. I really, I thought didn't that get I was that joke. Get I didn't get it. Well, I mean, you didn't know that people track like flights for famous people. No, that's how they know that Taylor Swift is like the worst environmentalist celebrity.
0: Well, they all are. They all fly in private jets.
1: Yeah, but Taylor's was like a big deal. And then somebody was following Elon Musk's on Twitter and he didn't like that, so he bought Twitter. And Oh, I don't know any of that. The only people I track are people I
0: know. I would have no use to know where Taylor Swift is. Yeah. But it's useful to know where you are all the time. Do
1: you just always have it up? Like, Is it like a monitor that you always have?
0: No, just when you don't answer your phone, then I look and see where you're at, why you are ignoring me. (laughs) It's usually just because I don't
1: know where my phone is either.
0: Well, it's almost always when you're at home. And so I'm like, oh, he probably left his phone inside and he's outside. So then I call Christine or one of your kids and somebody tracks you. Ta-da! There I am. Yep. So let's get into what the hell is going on this last
1: couple of weeks in the world
0: First things first, Paul Flores was finally sentenced for Kristen Smart's murder.
1: That's probably the best thing that's come out in true crime news. I mean, I don't know, since Golden State. Like, this was fantastic.
0: He was sentenced to 25 years to life, which sounds better than it is because it's California. So he'll be eligible for parole in 15 years, but hopefully he won't get
1: it. Oh, I don't think he's going anywhere near the streets again. I think he is going away for the rest of his life. This is this is
0: huge news. Yeah. Yeah, but it won't be in 20 years.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, these people are still young enough to where they're going to be, you know, still around in 20 years and having something to say about this. This is I don't think this is going away. Well, we definitely will be. I'll have something to say about it. <laughs> yeah, you might go down to that sentencing.
0: Yeah, or that parole well, hearing, I guess. Yeah, parole
1: be. hearing. Yeah.
0: Well, and he still hasn't said where her body is, so that's what pisses me off. It's like he obviously has zero remorse. He's still saying he didn't do it. And It's like, dude, you, we know he did it. That's we're so beyond that. Just tell yeah. us where her body is, so that her f- parents can put her to rest. For Christ's
1: sakes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's this was a, this was a big one. I was very happy to hear that this one.
0: Yeah, and I love the fine, judge. But... She was like, "You're a cancer to society." So
1: <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Really hit him. I, you know, I, I would say that's probably true with like all the accounts that came out about him and the type of guy he was and continued to be. Like, I would say this is probably something that's for the betterment of society. 100%. But I just
0: love that she got that like one little jab in there. Not that he has any feelings to hurt, but. Yeah, I think he might. <laughs> he's a little baby. Yeah. He's a little bitch. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. I, I keep forgetting that we're recording. When we do these, what the hell's going on? It's so like. Free form. (laughs) Sometimes I forget we're recording. This is the phone
1: call that we would have.
0: Yeah. So another sentencing that went down in the last couple of weeks was Aiden Fucci. Remind me of that one. Well, he was a 14-year-old who stabbed a 13-year-old girl 114 times on Mother's Day. And it was a big deal because they were both so young, for one. And then his mom cleaned the blood off of his jeans. Now his mom's being charged for tampering with evidence yeah
1: oh that is huge yeah where was this
0: it was in florida
1: of course yeah yeah everything weird happens in florida
0: yeah so he was sentenced to life in prison and because of his age there's going to be a mandatory review of his sentence after 25 years
1: yeah 14 god
0: yeah he actually ended up pleading guilty they were ready for trial and then he ended up pleading guilty so I don't know if he did that to maybe have a lighter sentence. I don't know, but it didn't work because the judge gave him the max. So
1: what? What was the reasoning behind this? Why did he? Why did he kill her?
0: He had told people that he just wanted to know what it felt like to kill people because he's deranged. Oh my!
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Her family had hardcore victim impact statements. They were really intense to listen to. And then his family gave some too. His grandma gave one, which was pretty brave of her to get up there and be like, yeah, he did this, but we still love him. That's got to be a really hard position to be in. The thing that really irked me, though, about her thing was she said, we lost a child too, and it's like, fuck you. Don't compare yourself to them. Your kid is in jail. You could still talk to him. You could still go visit him on the weekends and give him a hug and shit like she's dead.
1: Yeah, but I don't know that to fuck you. I mean, because they did like they lost the kid in it from their family as well. And I get what you're saying, Ugh. but I don't think it's a bad thing for her to say, you know, like, oh, I, it's, I didn't like it. it. It really I get it. No, I get why you don't like it. And I'm not yeah. necessarily saying that like you're wrong for feeling that way, but I don't think they're wrong for feeling that way, too.
0: Yeah, it just gave me the vibes like, OK, this kid came from that. Family, okay, I get it.
1: Two families lost their kids, and one of them is definitely worse than the other, but... Yes. It's true.
0: That's what I didn't like. I didn't like the comparison. It's like, no, 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 there's no comparison here. Yeah. So the next thing is something that just last week I said I never wanted to talk about
1: again. (laughs) Oh, the murders.
0: Yeah. I remember I was like, I don't ever want to talk about this again. You were like, yeah, until the next thing happens. Well, Well,
1: there keeps being more and more stuff.
0: Yeah, and Sled is still saying that they're investigating Stephen Smith's death as a homicide now, which is good. But that's not even the biggest thing that came out this week. They auctioned off all of their shit from Moselle.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Everything it looked like.
0: And most of it is what you would expect, like decoy ducks and taxidermy animals and shit. But there was like clothes that still had their names on the tags. Like clothes that said Buster on the tag or Alex or,
1: you know, like I thought that was
0: kind of weird.
1: Oh, I'm sure someone's collecting it.
0: Oh, a lot of people were there and I'm, a lot I'm of people. No down. doubt about that. I guess part of the reason why they probably put their name on it was for the housekeeper to know whose was whose. I didn't think about that till right now. I was just thinking like who puts their name on their? Well,
1: yeah, was it like stitched into like the back?
0: No, like... no, it was written with like a permanent marker on the tag.
1: <laughs> Still, <laughs> like that's. Buster, Alex. Pretty, that's pretty bougie.
0: But it's probably for the housekeeper so that she would know who was whose.
1: Well, that's pretty bougie, too.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying there's three adult boys. I didn't even think of that. I was just like, why would they put their names on their clothes?
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: But the big ticket item that sold was the brown leather couch that Alex said that he napped on when his family oh, was murdered.
1: How much did that sell for? $36,000. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: Yeah. Really? How much did, How much did he originally buy it for? I don't know. Any idea? A couple grand. Just a yeah, brown so leather couch.
0: Say. It's nothing insane.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. The guy who bought it, I guess, owns a hunting lodge, and he also bought like a lot of the beds and other things that were there. And I'm sure he bought it because it's a talking point at his hunting lodge to be like, I have Alex, yeah. Alex Murdaugh's murder couch, or napping couch. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it.
1: it it feels weird. It feels real yeah, weird. Yeah, it does. You no, know, it definitely does. Like, I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm a little weirded out by it, too. Yeah. You know, I like, wouldn't have bought anything. Well, I mean, none of this is really, like, it has anything to do with the case other than, like, it was their yeah, personal possessions. It's like, okay. Weird yeah, though, but like, still,
0: they have, like, these weird turtle lamps and, like, certain things that people were, like, really shocked by and wanted and i'm like i just don't know if i would want it. because the other thing is and this auction proved it that no matter how much money you have you can't buy good taste because everything was tacky and ugly <laughs> like it was not good
1: yeah i can imagine that
0: i didn't see anything that was like oh that'd be cute in somebody's house <laughs> like everything was
1: ugh. what do you do with somebody else's taxidermied duck
0: I don't know. Taxidermy's cool. Like, my dad has a whole basement full of taxidermy. Like, it's, I don't, but I don't want Alex,
1: I don't want Alex Murdoch's taxidermy. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't want it. I mean, he, he's not, it's not like he did anything cool. Like, he's a murderer, you know? I mean, I mean, then again, people wanted Manson's stuff, too, so. Yeah. And honestly, I'd probably take something to Manson, so. Ugh. Feels like it has bad juju. Yeah, probably, but I could see myself wanting, like, a Manson drawing. Or, like, being okay with having one. Like, I don't think I'd spend a ton of money on it, but... Do you think it's really
0: good, though? Like, because I feel like he's... No. No, I don't think it's good. (laughs) I'm buying it for the quality. (laughs) Well, what the fuck do you want it for, then? Just to be like, Charles
1: Manson touched this paper? That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, we have those basketball cards that have the the Melendez kids in them. That's because that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Well... But still, I mean, we have those. That's kind of similar. And it's Menendez. Oh yeah, what I call him? The Menendez. <laughs> yeah. Menendez. Yeah, it's definitely Menendez. We yeah. should definitely do that case. Yeah, maybe. So, another update was 28 years ago,
0: in March of 1995, a Jane Doe's body was found in a refrigerator, and she was dubbed the Lady in the Fridge, obviously, because she was found in a refrigerator.
1: Very creative.
0: And it was dumped in a drainage canal in San Joaquin County, and she'd been in the fridge, in the water, for months, so the state of her remains didn't make identification, like, super-duper easy. But thanks to Othram and genetic genealogy... This month, she was identified as Amanda Lynn schumann Diza.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. and But she wasn't the only Jane Doe... Ident- I mean, they've been identifying Jane Doe's left and right, but the reason that we're talking about this one in particular was because she was 29 at the time of her death, and she was not reported missing by her family. She was divorced with three kids, and her family last saw her with an unknown man that she met in rehab, and then they never heard from her Oof. again. Yikes. Interestingly enough, Terry Rasmussen, remember the body in the barrels, Terry mm-hmm. Rasmussen? Bob Evans? Oh, yeah. He was in that area before Amanda's body was found and after when he killed his wife, Unsoon June in 1999. And he was unaccounted for at the time of her murder in 1995. Oh. They don't really know where he
1: was. Wow.
0: And it wouldn't be a huge stretch... To think that he might have met a single mother, and he was a substance abuser, so meeting her in a rehab may not be, like, totally out of the question. So we'll see if that identification leads to anything connecting to Terry Rasmussen, because he's been brought up as a suspect in her case, because he fits all the boxes.
1: It sounds like he fits all the boxes.
0: Yeah. But unless somebody who knew her says that they saw her with him, I don't know how they're ever going to connect it.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a tough one.
0: Unless you know. somebody's like, oh, I remember the guy that, you know, she met at rehab. I remember what he looks like. And then they show him a picture of Terry Rasmussen and they go, yeah, that's him. Like, I don't know how else they're going to connect it.
1: Yeah, that's going to be really tough. Yeah. They, they may not be able to. I mean, that's probably that may be one that just never gets solved. Well, I feel like that with a lot of Terry
0: Rasmussen's crimes. They may never be 100% solved. I I feel like that, too. Yeah, there's always... I mean, they still don't know the identity of his daughter, the one that was found in the barrel. She's still unidentified. So, I don't know. There's a lot of questions around
1: Terry Rasmussen and his bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it, and it's just growing, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, so another big case that had quite a significant update this past couple weeks is the Dylan Rounds case dylan rounds was he dylan rounds was a missing 19 year old he went missing last may and a suspect has been arrested for his murder
1: oh
0: and if you haven't heard of this case like grant dylan grew up in idaho (laughs) but he bought a farm in 2019 with help from his grandparents in Lucent, utah which is like right by the nevada border and dylan was like a special kid he was like obsessed with farming he wasn't like a normal 19 year old kid he was super committed to this farm and making it successful so he lived part-time in an RV on the farm property there was no house it was just a property and then he would go back to Idaho where he lived with his parents but he spent a lot of his time on on the farm property and in may of 2022 that morning he talked to his grandma early in the morning on his cell phone which was super common and he told her like hey i gotta go it looks like it's gonna rain so he had to go move his truck into like this outdoor barn building that one of his neighbors said he could park his grain truck in when it rained because apparently if the seeds in the bed of the truck get wet
1: it's bad I would think that they would might start to propagate seeds, right?
0: Yeah, it said something about like they would sprout or they could mold and go bad.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I don't know. I'm obviously not a farmer. I killed a cactus that
1: Christine gave me, so (laughs) and like impressively killed it. It was, it was very.
0: It was not only dead; it was also moldy. How the fuck did I do that? I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's good job, though.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. So I don't know anything about the seed business, but apparently you have to keep them dry. And they were in the bed of his truck and it was going to rain. So he had like this neighbor who had a building, like a barn type thing that said he could park it in there when it rained. So that seems pretty legit, but it turns out there was a guy named James Brenner squatting in a trailer on that property, and Dylan knew him. He had done work for Dylan in the past on Dylan's farm, but James was like a bad dude, and he had like a bad anger problem, and he had a lot of criminal stuff in his past, a lot of felony convictions and time in prison and stuff. He was just kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, seems like the type.
0: Yeah, and violent. He had some violent stuff on his record. So right from the beginning, it was pretty obvious that he probably was a little more involved than what he said that he didn't know anything. But the family had a hard time at the beginning getting the Box Elder County authorities to, like, really take this seriously. You know how sometimes small-town cops, they really don't like to or don't know what to do. The family kind of insinuates that in the beginning they had to, like, push this along because they didn't really know what to do. So there's a lot that went on in this case that led them to charging Brenner, but Dylan's boots were found and there was blood on them. And after testing, turns out it was Dylan's blood, but it also had Brenner's DNA on Dylan's boots. Oh. So that's not a good Whoa. sign
1: for no, Brenner. That's ne- no, that's never a good sign.
0: Yeah. And then another guy came forward telling the cops that Brenner asked him to hold guns for him because oh. he was a felon. And he wasn't allowed to have guns, so he knew the cops would be searching his trailer that he'd been squatting in because Dylan was missing, so he asked this friend to hold his guns. And the cops were like, well, you can't do that either. So they arrested him, and he was charged for felon in possession of a firearm in June of last year. So he's been in jail since June, but nothing to do with Dylan's disappearance, just this firearms charge. But then on March 3rd, Brenner was finally charged with criminal homicide
1: aggravated murder.
0: Which is not really shocking, but kind of, because they haven't found Dylan's body.
1: It does point to him, you're right, but yeah, what was it? What was the
0: final factor? Well, when the arrest affidavit came out, the authorities claimed that they found Dylan's cell phone in a pond, like they pinged his cell phone and the last location was in a pond, And so they drained the pond, and they were able to recover his phone. And on his phone, they found a time-lapse video. In the video, James Brenner was seen cleaning a gun with blood Uh all over his arms and his shirt.
1: Oh, no way!
0: Yes, and so they recovered the shirt that he was wearing in the video, and they tested it. And even though it had been cleaned, it still had Dylan's DNA on it. No way! Yes. And in the affidavit, they said that they still haven't located Dylan's body due to Brenner, quote, removing and concealing it,
1: unquote. Wow.
0: Yeah. And Dylan's mom and dad, who have been, like, literally the head of this investigation the entire almost year that he's been missing, says they will find his body. They know more info than they did when he went missing last spring, So when the snow melts and the weather gets better, they're confident that they're going to be able to go and find his body. And they're not going to stop until they do.
1: Wow, yeah, okay. That makes more sense. And for the time that it happened, too, yeah, I mean, the ground was probably frozen solid, I would guess. Well, not when he went missing.
0: But when he first went missing, they were having to fight with the authorities to take it seriously, and they were having to do everything themselves, and they didn't know anything about having a missing kid. And by the time they had to learn it the hard way, then it was you know wintertime and snow and everything so this spring and summer they're they're pretty confident that they'll be able to with the resources that they have now and maybe possibly whatever else is on that video maybe on that video it shows more than just him cleaning a gun mm, that's a good maybe point it, yeah maybe from the video you can tell where he's at and stuff like that you know
1: yeah i hadn't thought about that that's a good point
0: yeah so hopefully though when they start up the searches they'll be able to find his body so they can bring him home because that's, I mean, they got the guy. Everybody knew he was the guy. Now they've charged him. They've got the guy. But bringing right. Dylan home is the the
1: big goal. Right. And hopefully we get something soon. I mean, obviously the snow's probably starting to melt in most places. And, and so spring's around the corner. So hopefully they'll, they will be able to find him and, you know, kind of put that to rest.
0: Yep. So another missing person, Daniel Robinson, that we talked about a few episodes ago, the geologist from Arizona.
1: Oh yeah, what's going on there?
0: Um, well, in January, two bodies were found in the in the desert near Buckeye, and so there was a lot of buzz that maybe one of them might have been Daniel. But the update is that neither one of them were Daniel.
1: Ah, man, I really think he's gonna get found. You know, a lot sooner than later.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has to. I don't.
1: I I mean, with the amount of effort that his dad's putting in to do it, like he's got to. I think. I that's why it's like soon. i can't
0: believe that so many bodies have been found out there since he went missing some just by happenstance and some by the searchers and none of them have been him it's like ugh. every time it's hard but not that you want it to be him like i want him to be alive on a beach somewhere you well, know yeah, but it's of like of
1: course of course
0: at the same time this guy needs answers man he he's like not gonna quit until he finds his son so it's like you just hope for some answers for him at some point but turns out neither of the ones that they found in January. It was like back to back too, like two it was like two or three days apart. They found two different sets of remains in the desert. It was mm, wild.
1: Man. If nothing else, he's helping other families, you know, put some closure in which isn't yeah. what he's looking for, I suppose. I mean, it, I I guess there's good and bad from that, huh?
0: Yeah. It's a sucky situation all around, but our last update though that I want to talk about is a not a sucky situation. Oh, wonderful. We talk about a lot of sucky situations, so for one not to be, this is interesting. Well, it is because, I mean, obviously it's a crime, so and it's a Jane Doe that we still don't know her name. But I want to talk about the Irvine Jane Doe and what's going on with the- Oh, yeah, good.
1: Good, 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 yeah.
0: So we did an episode way back in August of last year on Irvine Jane Doe, who we still don't know the identity of. This is not a, oh, they identified another Jane Doe. We still don't know her identity, but at the time that we did that episode, two brothers, Zenaido and Gabino, Valdivia Guzman, they were charged with her murder in 2010. And when we did that episode, they were just like chilling in prison for like 13 years without ever going to trial. And we were like, what the hell's going on with yeah. these guys? They just yeah, get like lost. Yeah, they were lost. just
1: hanging out. And it was like, how can they not have any kind of trial happen? But...
0: Yeah. It felt like they were just like lost in the system or something. But finally, Zenido went on trial in November of 2022 and he was convicted. So he's been charged and convicted of Irvine Jane Doe's murder. And his sentencing is scheduled for April 7th of 2023. So next month, just in a couple yeah. weeks.
1: Yeah, it's coming up. Yep. It's right around the corner.
0: And Gabino has not gone to trial yet. His trial was supposed to begin March 24th, which would have been last Friday. And it looks like it ended up just being a pretrial hearing, and now the next pretrial hearing isn't until May. So who knows what's going on there. But they're finally getting pushed through the system at some speed. (laughs) Not a very quick pace, but things are finally happening. I mean, Zenaido was convicted, so that was good. And now, but Gabino, at some point, he's got to go on trial. I don't know how this has taken so long. Well,
1: it's gone on too long, long enough. It's time for it to come to an end.
0: Yeah, but it just every time it says that his trial's set to start, it says canceled and then there's another pretrial hearing, like literally for the
1: last like 13 years. So I don't know what the hell. I don't know. Keeps getting pushed. I guess they're not. I mean, they probably have enough evidence or something. They're not too worried about it. And there's more important things going on, I'm guessing. Yeah, there's got to be something. I don't know. But we still do need to find
0: out who Irvine Jane Doe is because we still don't know that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So if you have any information on her case, please, please, please call the OC corner at
1: 714-697-7400.
0: So the last thing we should talk about is our giveaway.
1: That's right. We're going to give five people the chance to win a coffee mug by going to our Instagram at From Crime to Crime sharing our story to your story, you'll be entered for a drawing for a chance to win. Is that right? Did I get it right? Yeah, more or less. The reason that we're... (laughs) Well, you didn't really explain why
0: we're doing it this way. We're doing it this way because whenever we do a giveaway on Instagram, we get a lot of people that enter that don't listen to our podcast. They enter just because they want to win a giveaway. You know, they're searching hashtag giveaway on Instagram. So, which is fine if that's how you found our podcast, but we want to do a giveaway for just people who listen to our
1: podcast. Yeah, who are actually listening.
0: Yeah. So if you share our story to your story, you'll get entered into the drawing and then we're going to pick five random people and we'll send you a coffee mug.
1: Well, that sounds cool to me. You can't win. Oh. Well, I pay for them anyway, so. (laughs) And nobody that you're related to can win. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. They all know that the coffee mug in the house is mine anyway.
0: Yeah, right. I've never seen you drink out of it, but I've seen everyone in your family drink
1: out of it. I drink out of it every day on my morning I know you do. I'm just
0: kidding. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to get going. I love you. Have fun in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, I will. I'll do a little hula for you. Put on a little grass skirt. Some coconut bras.
0: Well, you should probably take pictures of that and post it on our Instagram. <laughs>
1: I'll see what I can do.
0: I think everybody would enjoy that.
1: Well, maybe you'll get a little Hawaiian treat.
0: <laughs> All right. Love you. All
1: right. Love you, too. Bye.
0: Bye. This podcast has been a production of Orange Halo Media, LLC, hosted by Grant Narica. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to chat with us go to from crime to crime on Instagram from crime to crime on TikTok from crime the number 2 crime on Twitter or you can visit our website at fromcrime2crime.com see you next Wednesday